0: father and the son and the holy spirit amen so today is called the sunday after the ascension so we're still kind of in this really really small short season of the ascension and i would have to say even in my own life i feel like we have lost the beauty of the ascension right when we look at the ascension jesus is here and then zoop he's right into heaven and okay so like what are we celebrating right like why is this called the feast the celebration of the ascension you know, this was Thursday's reading when we the church celebrated the Ascension. But here we are today again, we're still being reminded that Jesus goes into heaven and now he's at the right hand of the Father. We say it in the creed as well. But like the beauty, there's got be to be something very beautiful about the Ascension if we're calling it a celebration. You don't celebrate things that are not beautiful. It could have just been a regular day on the calendar, but this is a beautiful, beautiful day and I'm afraid, even in my own life, like I said, it's kind of lost its beauty And so now, because we think, okay, well, Jesus ascended into heaven, the the, the temptation can be that we think that God is far away, that Jesus is distant, at least with the apostles in today's gospel, uh, that we hear that he was with them. He was very close to them. He walked with them, and they got to experience so many different beautiful things with Jesus. And we could say, well, that's not fair. Here we are 2,000 years later, and Jesus is far. He's ascended into heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father. That's the temptation. But that's where we've lost the beauty of this beautiful feast day, right? What that means, right? What it means, if Jesus did not ascend into heaven, then he could have only been with one person at one place at one time. It means we would have had to wait years to make an appointment with Jesus, to talk to Jesus, to ask for his healing, to ask for his blessing. But now that Jesus has ascended into heaven, he's not bound to space and time. He does not have to be at one place at one time. Because Jesus has ascended into heaven, that means that he can be here for me right now in a very personal way in my home when I'm praying. And at the same time, be there for somebody else around the world, across the country, in a very real, personal, and miraculous way. And that's what's beautiful about the ascension. That he's no longer bound to space and time. If he did not ascend, he would have been with one person at one time in one place. That's really beautiful, that God is so close to us, that Jesus is so close to us, and this is really what we're celebrating. The closeness of God versus He's far away, God is very distant. And so Jesus is accessible, right? He's accessible, again, any place, any anytime, and we can call upon him throughout our day. St. Paul says, if you're we paying attention, that we should use his name. We should call upon his name. That's how close he is to us. St. Paul said in the second reading, he says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. These are not just poetic words. That Jesus has the highest and most exalted name that we should be able to use it today. That's how accessible He is. That's how close God is. And why is His name so powerful? We know the name of Jesus, that five-letter word, in Hebrew means Savior. His name is alive. So when I need to be saved now, not only did He save us when Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, but when I need to be saved right now from temptation, from sin, from Fill in the blank. I can call his name. And he shows up. That's the ascension. That's good news. That's beautiful news. That's great news. That's worth celebrating. God is not far. God is not distant. And, you know, we get into this pattern. We come to Mass every week and we pray every day, but we've lost the beauty that He is accessible. Sometimes we just do things out of routine. Some of us go to daily Mass. It just becomes a routine. Brothers and sisters, routine kills love. Think about that. Routine kills love. So we're talking about, again, this power in this name, right? That we have an opportunity, Jesus has the opportunity, we have the opportunity to call upon him and to withdraw the graces from heaven, the power from heaven, because Jesus is not far, he's not distant, he's right here. He's so accessible. The biggest lie that the devil can feed us today is God is far. God is distant. God's not interested. What what are you praying to? This guy in the sky? No. We are Catholics, and we believe that when Jesus ascended, he is accessible to me right here, right now. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. But we can think that, but do we know that in our hearts? If we're not using the name of Jesus throughout our day, then are we accessing, are we, are, are, we, are we pulling from heaven? Are we calling upon the Lord? Do we know His realness? Do we know He's alive? That in that five-letter word, miraculous things can happen. Since the earliest centuries of the church, if you look back in the earliest centuries of the church, that five-letter word, Jesus, the name of Jesus has been invoked to drive out demons, heal the sick, conquer sin, overcome temptation, and grow in holiness. That five letter word. I tell people that the best way, the most powerful prayer is the Mass because of how many times we say the name of Jesus. The second most powerful prayer is that five letter word, Jesus. It's got so much power and strength. Savior, come now. And that's the ascension. And Jesus comes. And Jesus comes. And we may say, Father, I know this already. You know, thank you. And, 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 and we know this. But Jesus is clear in today's gospel of the signs of those who really believe in his name. So we should pay attention to the signs. He says, if you really believe in my name, these things will happen. So we should, our ears should perk up. We should sit up. We should be alert. Well, what are the signs? We heard them. What are the signs that we believe in Jesus' name? We believe his name has power. We believe in the ascension that Jesus is present to me now personally, and I could call upon him. He's not far. Go away, devil. He's very present. What are the signs? Jesus tells us in today's gospel, these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up snakes in their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing it will not harm or kill them they will lay hands on the sick and those sick people will recover brothers and sisters these this is not just this this these signs are not just for priests and nuns and let's take a look at just some of these signs not all of them just we'll take a look at three we'll take a look at how the saints have used these signs in their own lives. Sign number one of a believer in the name of Jesus. I call upon his name. I use his name is those who believe in his name will cast out demons. Those who believe in his name will cast out demons. And now, just a little disclaimer. Don't go around casting demons out of my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my teacher and the people I go to work with. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't do that. That's not your job. Okay? What I'm talking about, right, is when we think of the saints... We think of those who've been canonized, who casted out demons, right? Those who are in heaven. But that's a capital S. When we say St. Thomas, it's a capital S because they've been canonized in their heaven. We are small as saints today just by living, by being baptized. By being baptized, we have an authority of Jesus. By being baptized, we have authority over demons. Filthy, nasty, ugly demons that daily are trying, hourly trying to tempt us. And are we using the name of Jesus as small uh, case s, saints? Because we're baptized, we've entered into a royal family. We have the authority of Jesus Christ. Are we casting out the demons in our own lives? Don't look at the demons in other people's lives. In our own lives, we have invited filthy, ugly, nasty demons. Bad spirits. But don't be afraid. We have the name of Jesus. We have... His powerful name. In today's gospel, we're told that Jesus drove out seven demons out of Mary Magdalene. Traditionally, we're not told what those demons are, but traditionally we say they're the seven deadly sins. And those seven deadly sins are knocking on your door and my door every hour, every minute. And we've opened the door to some of them, and we've allowed them in. And I need to use the name of Jesus to say, bye. I don't have time. I'm not playing this game with you. I have the name of Jesus. Jesus. We've let them in have we asked them to leave in the name of Jesus. We don't talk to demons. We say in the name of Jesus. So the seventh deadly sins, is pride. When I find myself being prideful or if i told before that I'm prideful, and maybe I don't see it. Maybe I should start casting out that filthy spirit. In the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of pride. I look down upon people. I think I'm better than others. I judge the people standing on the corner asking for money. It's pride. Envy is another deadly sin. In the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of envy. I don't know why I'm mad at this person and their success, but I reject it because it's not a good spirit. And by my baptism, a small saint, you got to go. I'm not interested. Anger is another seven, one of the seven deadly sins. Some of us are so angry on the road, in ho- at the house, at work. You got to go. In the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of anger. And there's power there. Through the ascension, there's power. And immediately, I'm going to calm down. I may need to say it a f- couple times. I may need to walk away from the situation I'm in, go in the restroom, put some cold water on my face, and then call upon the name of Jesus. Why the restroom? Maybe I just need somewhere private to go. Because I've got to get away from this situation here. I'm not playing that game today. I know your tactics, you filthy spirit of anger, right? Lust, in the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of lust. As soon as the temptation comes, I call upon Jesus Christ to come to help me with the situation. No, but we think we're strong. Oh, I can do this. I'm just going to scroll through this and I'm going to, yeah, that's no big deal. I'm just going to type in this word. You know, if we saw the filthy spirits around us, we could see the spiritual battle, And we're losing the spiritual battle because we're not calling upon the name of Jesus. Gluttony. In the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of gluttony. I have no idea why I walked to the refrigerator 300 times today. I have no idea why this. I have no idea why greed is another of the seven deadly sins. In the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of greed. I have no idea why I'm being greedy right now. I have enough. I'm thankful for what I have. Thank you, Jesus. And finally, laziness. In the name of Jesus, I reject the spirit of sloth and laziness. I don't want to go to Mass today. I'm tired. But in the name of Jesus, give me the strength. I don't want to pray today. In the name of Jesus, give me the strength to drive to the Adoration Chapel and sit with you. And again, we do have this power, the strength. The second sign, besides casting out demons, those who believe in the name of Jesus, the second sign is, and if they drink any deadly thing, they will not harm them. They drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. And, brothers and sisters, we're taking in a lot of things, whether we know it or not. And if we're not dedicated to the name of Jesus, what we're seeing on our screen, we're taking that in. What we're seeing on TV, we're taking that in. We may not be drinking it, but we're taking it in. Someone, a saint who actually drank something, and it didn't kill him because he believed in the name of Jesus, is St. Benedict. St. Benedict was a charge of a, of a, of a, of a um, um, he was a superior of a religious order. And he started to change things around because they were becoming very loose in their living, and they were living in a very liberal way. And he wanted it to, be, to become more strict. Well, they hated him for that. And they tried to poison him. They literally, his own brothers, they took, in his he had wine, and they put poison in it to try to kill him because they were jealous of his holiness. And they didn't like how strict he was. They liked their comfortable living. So he did the sign of the cross over his cup, and he said the name of Jesus, and it shattered in his hand. Am I blessing my food before I eat it? Am I blessing myself before I get to the sign of the cross calling upon the name of Jesus to protect me from evil things that I could see, eat, drink, and those around me? And finally, the last sign, believers in the name of Jesus, they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Yes, the priest is only the one who can anoint people when they're sick, but you have the power by your baptism to put your hand on someone, with their permission, of course, put your hand on somebody. Don't be weird. Hey, you're running on the treadmill. Can I talk to you for a second? Can I put my... Don't be weird, okay? Let's not be weird. Just be attentive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And what I'm saying is that by the power of our baptism... Especially like parents, by the power of our baptism, we could place our hands on our children, on our friends, those who want to pray and are going through a tough time, and they can receive healing. Because the Holy Spirit's inside of us. Well, I'm not holy enough, so I don't want to try. Try it and sh- let God show you that he doesn't choose the qualified, he qualifies the chosen. was the last time I prayed with somebody in the name of Jesus, a stranger or somebody that I know? I had that power by my baptism. Get out of the way, brothers and sisters, so we could change this world. I'm shy. I want to stay in my comfort zone. You know, I don't, you know I'm more introverted, this and that. These are excuses. This is fear. And we have to use in the name of Jesus. And this is just, a, just one last story, and we'll wrap up here. There was a Christian girl during the time in Kurdistan. Um, it was a pagan, and she was 12 years old. And the the tradition during that time, her name was Christina, the tradition during that time is when you have somebody sick, especially a sick child, you bring them to your neighbors and you say, hey, do you have any remedies? Because there weren't a doctor very close by. But this mother knocks on the door of the house of Christina, which she's the slave slash servant of a rich family. And she says to Christina with her daughter, she says, where's the owner? My daughter is dying. My newborn daughter is dying. Do you have any? And so she says, come on in. She grabs, she tells the owner, somebody's waiting for you. And she says, my daughter is dying. My child is dying. Do you have any remedy? And the the owner of the house says, no, I don't. I don't know what's going on. And Christina, 12 year old girl says, I have a remedy. The name of Jesus. Give me the child. She grabs the child, she puts her hand over and says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the child healed. She wasn't a priest. She was not a nun. She was the age of these altar boys and altar girls. And you too, as young boys and girls, and us as adults, need to be committed to the name of Jesus, lay our hands on people, and bring healing. So the Feast of the Ascension is a beautiful feast day because of Jesus ascension he's no longer bound to space and time Jesus in today's gospel says there are many signs that will accompany those who are dedicated to the name of Jesus we talked about three of them casting out uh, casting out demons in our own lives drinking things and not making us sick and dying from them and laying our hands on those and they will recover many of us will come forward to receive Jesus the most holy Eucharist today what will Jesus find in your soul what will he find in my soul soul that is using the name of Jesus as a weapon to fight back in the spiritual battle daily, hourly? Because they're convinced that by Jesus' ascension, he's right here right now to help me. will Jesus find a soul that isn't using the name of Jesus as a weapon to fight back in the spiritual battle? And therefore fighting by ourselves, which will fail immediately. Because we have no strength, we have no power, brothers and sisters. All our power resides in Jesus through his name. Amen?